Welcome to X of Words, a new podcast for the new status quo, created for and by X Twitter. Every episode, a new guest picks a new question for a shotgun quick listen chat. One question, two voices, ten minutes. Welcome to episode two, and today's guest is Leon. And you can follow Leon on Shatman Rules. That's S-H-A-T-M-A-N-R-U-L-E-S. Uh, and I'll let him introduce himself a little bit. Hey, Leon. How you doing? My name is Leon McKenzie, writer of uh, upcoming title Supreme and Young Blood Shadows. And I'm here on X of Words. Thank you. Thanks, mate. I'm glad to have you back. Uh, it's good to be back. It's good. It's nice. <laughs> like comfortable, comfortable pair of slippers. <laughs> okay. And with that, right, our question is, how are we feeling about Professor X? I am going to hit the timer. So the X of Words starts now. So I'll, I'll let you, mm. if you have to sum it up in one word, one word. Me personally, I think this is what they've been building towards since the 90s. Professor X is and always has been a bit of a dick. <laughs> Kitty Pride said it best when she did that famous page, Professor X is a jerk. My man is now just went, he's just gone, fuck it. I'll let everyone, I'll let it all hang out. I am a dickhead. <laughs> What what makes him a dickhead in your head? Do you know what? He's reached that end. He's let go of his ideals and he's just got a, finally got a bit tough. He's had he's had loss after loss after loss after loss and now he's just finally gone, you know what? Let me just put something fancy on my head, wear a black a black unitard and go for it. I think it looks like a rice cooker. Why are you being like that? <laughs> <laughs> I do. I think it looks like a bit, a bit like a rice cooker. I, I, I looked at it and I was like, it had a like a modem, white goods, yeah. white goods vibe. I mean, I like it, but uh, yeah, I did. I, I do. I like it. Um, it's a bit reminiscent of the maker. It is, but that's the drawback to it. But I can see. I know what the difference is. But it seems to be a Hickman thing. Like put someone in black, something weird on their head. Yeah. Good he wanted go. that character. He wanted that character. He wants it. Any way he could get it. <laughs> yeah. Every single time. I'm waiting for, <laughs> I'm waiting for Ben Grimm's one to be in there. Um, okay, so how, how do I feel about Professor X now? I feel, I feel like he's, mm. for want of uh, a snappy soundbite, yeah, he's become a little bit more Malcolm. Like, yeah. a bit more yeah. Malcolm X. Like, he's, he's shifted from appeasement to protection. And I yeah. think I think it's a really necessary necessary evolution in the way that Marvel talks about the mutant allegory because when they talk about the mutant allegory, they're talking about the minority experience. So I think they've got like yeah. a responsibility to not say bullshit things. Yeah, yeah. Because it was for a long while, it was like this is how black people are, and Magneto is Malcolm, and uh, Xavier is uh, Martin Luther. And as times have gone on, like, how much can we tolerate? How much can we take? Um, Grant Morrison's run dealt with it a bit when you're talking about mutant fashion and mutant drugs. And they had a mutant fashion designer and he got mugged on the streets and they, they were a little bit outraged. And then Henry McCoy started pretending, he started pretending, he toyed with the idea that he was gay. Just because what does gay mean in a mutant um, community? I thought, right, he's onto something. But then... It sort of became a nothing, and now Hickman's run back, and there's a lot of the story that he's doing now. Yeah, that picks up a lot of 
Morrison stuff from New X Men. And you think that Charles is headed in that now? I no, I think Moira's heading it. I think Charles is the one that everyone follows. Yeah, I I don't think he's got enough shit. To be perfectly honest, like I I think he's nah. gone from. Well, I th- I think it was like a necessary change. He went from ass kisser and bootlicker to protectionist, yeah. which I I I I think is good because if if genocide is happening. The first call shouldn't be to educate those people who are perpetrating the genocide. It should be to yeah. protect the people who are in danger. Like humans can learn on their own fucking time, but you just have to make sure that mo- no yeah. mutants are dying while they figure out not how not to hate you so much. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because what was the what was the um, the term they used to use? It was the open hand or the closed fist. Yeah. And, and then they said, but you can use a closed fist to protect as well. So if you have something small in your hand, you're protecting it. And an open hand could be used to slap someone in the face rather than a handshake. And a closed fist automatically means a fist. I think uh, Professor X has taken a long while to get to, to this close point. close yeah. Yeah. So it's, like, it's going to hit hard. But my worry is that he's going to turn back to the ass kiss and the boot liquor. That's my biggest concern. Like, I want this story to be... The forever status quo of the X yes. X world. Yes, I totally like. Agree. I'm I'm happy to be. I'm happy for that to be what it is. It's everything else around him: the Hellions, Excalibur, X Factor, X Force. All of that change change as many times as you want because it's going to new roster, new writer, new artist, whatever. All right, but I want all of that to to stay. I don't care if Charles turns against Moira. Exactly. I, I don't really care about that. I just want him to stay wherever he is, because he's finally doing what he said he was yes. going to do. It's, the idea is bigger than a mansion. All right? it, it, it takes an island. You need your own nation. Right? He's, like, he's thought too small. And, and also, I've, also I, think, I, think he, um, I think he always put human validation over mutant life. Yeah. It, it, terrible. In a terrible fashion. Have you seen the film Dark Phoenix? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah, so, right? <laughs> but the thing is, they got Charles's bootlicking ways to humans right in that film. Like he was willing to risk the X Men to save some astronauts to prove to the humans. I was like, oh, I don't really understand that, mate. Those, Just... those same ones that would have run them down in the street. Same ones. And he's he's out there protecting. But now he's like, right, I'm gonna put mutants first. I'm literally, I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna give you guys passports. Oh, you're a mutant. You're Krakoan. You're not American. You're not English. You're not Jamaican. You're not Canadian. You're Krakoan. Like, I think I think it's interesting, right. like to like separate that first terminology because i think sometimes when it gets gets flattened and they say put you know he's mm. putting mutants first people like that rings alarm bells because then they're like hold on a minute but like all that america first rhetoric we don't like and it's like there's a massively there's a massive difference between putting yourself first when you're the leaders <laughs> and putting yourself mm. first when you've been the subject of genocide <laughs> Because one is supremacy yeah. and one is survival. <laughs> so, but my man is just my man is sitting there and he's like, "All right, I need to survive exactly. this. Like, I need, I need to finally stand up and do something." Because Cyclops got it right, Magneto got Magneto got it right. Well, they kind of got it right. All right, and he's now sitting there again. He's the slowest person to understand his own message because the X Men was all about we got to look after our own, we got to take yeah. care of people. And he was allowed to get shot in the street. <laughs> and goes, well, you know, Wolverine, please don't kill these people. You wouldn't have him in your team if you weren't willing to have someone sliced up. But, and also, looking back on it, it took literally the obliteration 
of nine entire timelines to change Charles Xavier's mind. The entire universe had to be obliterated nine times for this motherfucker to get through his skull. He's ignorant as any yardie (laughs) from back home. (laughs) Like, water's wet. Is it? Oh, here we go. (laughs) But he was willing to fight. But now, when him and Magneto are talking, Magneto must be sitting there looking at him going like this. Look at you, you fucking idiot. You're well slow. Like, I was thinking about this years exactly. ago. We could have done... We could have dealt with this. And now you're shaking hands with Sinister. You're shaking hands with Apocalypse. And the biggest tell for me was when he knew that he had to do things in a different way was when he asked Forge to create the Cerebro backup units rather than um, Henry Prim. Oh, Henry Prim. Sorry, that's Avengers. Henry McCoy. Yeah. Like, he was like... I need you to do this and I need this and this done. And he was like, well, why don't you go to Henry? Uh, he asked too many questions. He's, he's, he's no longer in the mood to answer. I, I think it's a good look for Charles ideologically, but I don't think in the comics he's actually been held to task for everything so far. And I understand that because, you know, when it comes to like him shaking hands with um, Apocalypse, him shaking hands with Sinister, I get how in the start of their new nation, they would throw away the schisms and the mutant hatred yeah. that th- that humans define them by. Like, if you're going to start this this new nation, I get why you would throw human hatred mm. of mutants away, right? While you would throw the schisms that were created by your conflicts with humans away, because ultimately the things that the thing that caused uh, Charles and Magneto to fall out was how they approached humans. The things they that caused Charles and Apocalypse to fall out was how much they protected mutants and how much he, you know. So now that he's now that he's evolved these enemies who are basically standing around and going, "You're an idiot." Oh, yeah. That's the one minute timer. All right. Okay. So uh, I'll finish that point. It's just basically saying he's changed. I think he's good, but not enough people have turned around and been like, "But you remember when you were happy for all of us to die and you were throwing away those fifteen-year-olds like nothing." I think what he's, I think the way he's got around that is when he's bringing people back, he's bringing them back to certain points in their minds. So it's either just before he's ultimately done some fuckery or done nothing. All right, like Jean Grey, she's back in her Marvel Girl outfit, and I'm like, which, where, where, where? What Jean Grey is this? And what Cyclops is this? Because Cyclops died after that Inhumans thing. So which version of Cyclops? What, what so, has been oh, tampered whoa, with? Whoa, whoa, whoa. So okay. This, I, I mean, I love it, but I hate that we're going to have to end it here because I feel we're going we're gonna to have to end ah! the episode on a conspiracy <laughs> yes. cliffhanger. Like, is Charles playing with the versions that he brings back? And is that why nobody's holding him to yep. account? Yeah, and that's why you don't have people like Cassandra Nova and Strife on that island. They would bang through that telepathic um, bullshit Ooh, in seconds. Okay. Like, what are you doing, bro? And with that, we're going we're gonna to close up. We're going <laughs> to... <laughs> we're gonna close out episode two um okay thank you for for being here and listening i've been ashley i've been leon and this has been x of words Someone that choke, someone that fit aside.